0: Hey guys, after listening to this guided meditation earlier, I realized that a short description of how these meditations take shape might be helpful. Uh, This type of recovery-based guided meditation began for me when a small group of fellow members started a meditation group on Saturday mornings. Uh, When I led the meditation, I didn't plan anything beforehand, and I trusted that the words would arrive. The same process applies uh, to these meditations. So as I listened to this one on step two earlier, I realized uh, that I wanted to elaborate or um, just share something I heard in the meditation. Um, So this is definitely my opinion and experience, but, um, and I will not make a habit of this after-the-fact commentary um, done as an introduction. Anyhow, uh, I've noticed that when discussions of Step 2 arise, or seemingly any conversation about God-faith, atheism, or agnosticism, it seems that believing in God is, by default, the moral choice. I've seen non-believers justifiably squirm, being called to defend their belief system in what was meant to be a simple friendly conversation or non-judgmental meeting. What I've learned about Step 2 is that its true power requires open-mindedness from all, regardless of present beliefs. Or non-beliefs. Atheists and agnostics can be overly intellectual and defiant. Believers can be overly emotional and reluctant to let their long-held beliefs be changed, even by a higher power. No one side is set in perfection. So everyone has a question to ask themselves about step two, no matter their length of sobriety. The answer to these questions will likely change constantly. But only the simplest conception or belief is necessary to get and stay sober in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. Some don't need to progress beyond this fixed idea, and they will still remain sober. Why, then, must we continually enlarge our spiritual lives, according to the A literature, if an idea of a higher power is enough to get us sober? All just questions with answers personal to you, somewhere beneath all the noise and fear in the mind. So, just take a few seconds here to feel the space around you that's yours. If you sense that your body or mind are cramped, just allow them to open up this abundant space. And we'll start with a different kind of meditation exercise. So, I'm just going to ask everyone, ask each of you, ask you to think of a time when you felt totally relaxed. So take a few minutes to think about that, a time when you are totally relaxed, even just the body, the physical body, totally relaxed. Keep remembering, keep thinking, what does it feel like? To be relaxed. And now, just bring your attention. Bring that soft gaze of your attention your forehead, let the skin covering your forehead release and drop down so that there are no more furrowed lines around the eyes. Squint all day and open. Move involuntarily to express emotion. Protect our eyes from sunlight. Just let all those muscles relax now. There's nothing for them to do. Nothing for them to perceive. They can rest fully. Dropping down further. Feeling this cascade of relaxation. Sensing if there's any tension in your cheeks. Often we hold so much tension in our jaws, clenching our teeth all day, biting the sides of our cheeks. It's hard to have a spontaneously relaxed jaw, cheek. Just allow yourself now to let your attention melt away any stress and tightness in your jaw, the power of the attention, just a gentle gaze. So you're having trouble feeling relaxation in your jaw. Just take your tongue and with the very tip of your tongue, let it rest gently in the hard palate top of your the roof of your mouth. Real gently, just let the tip of your tongue touch. When doing that, you can feel the natural relaxation of the cheeks. So just very slowly and gently scan your face again. And if you notice any tension from the forehead to the temples, or the cheeks or jaw or neck, just let your attention melt it until it's all just flowing down, relaxed. Invite you to just just very briefly let your attention scan over the rest of your body and see if, through the simple act of intentional awareness, to your face, if other parts of your body have begun to begin begun to relax as well. And so this relaxation that you feel or felt in your face or other parts of your body. Notice the difference in quality between this present experience of relaxation and the quality of your thoughts about relaxation that started this meeting. Which of the two seemed more alive, dynamic? Which one was more pleasurable? Imagining, thinking when the body was relaxed? Or letting your attention drop onto this very present moment? and in doing so, letting the body relax. When we ask our minds to imagine something like the last time our bodies were relaxed, the only tools that the mind has are words. And specifically, words that are arranged that form memories. And so when asked to remember or imagine what physical relaxation feels like, You had to think of a memory of it in order to recall it to the mind. When did I feel relaxed? What does it mean to feel relaxed in the body? Did that, was I relaxed? All these questions that the mind asks and runs through. But ultimately, it can only answer and know what can be arranged from the building blocks of memory. There's no way for the mind to step outside of its structure of knowledge accumulated over a lifetime. It must dig through the past as a reference and check any new piece of knowledge acquired today. But not the felt sense that we did second. The mind wasn't needed to go back into memory. You simply dropped right into the present moment. The alive moment. Not the corpse memory, but the living breathing here, the beingness, the blood flowing, the air moving in and out of our bodies. There was an experience of relaxation. that is the difference between an early understanding or rejection of a higher power or God, and a genuine, wholehearted, spiritual journey where the truth and certainty come from beyond the mind and its memory and circumspection and the difference in relationship with God is on the magnitude of the difference between thinking of the body relaxed and watching and experiencing a relaxed body. In A.A.'s 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, Step 2 says in one place, The minute I stopped arguing, I could begin to see and feel. Just to resign from the debating society. All you really need, the 12 and 12 says, is a truly open mind. resigned from the debating society. In step 11 in the 12 and 12, it'll tell us that debate has no place in meditation. when we first came into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous. In step two, we were told that we would come to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. So we would come to believe. And in other parts of the literature, it talks about Developing our own conception of a higher power. Of course, even a liberated mind can only have a conception that grows out of memory. But it's enough at first to have a mere idea. It's enough in the early stages to have mere belief. It's enough to keep us sober. But if wanting to go deeper, we move from belief and conception to a direct experience and relationship with God. One that often cannot be described in words, which is the language of the mind. But instead is so personal, so beyond any objective measures like words. It truly is the language of the heart then. Where do we look? What could we do? We need a plan. How do we increase the quality of our faith? What actions can I take? Any attempts like these will make it harder. The simplest and most direct way is to fall. Some days to plunge into silence. into time that nothing is being done and thoughts are not entertained. And so, to the mind and senses, nothing is happening. The deeper that we drop into the silence, there we begin to find Find something different. Smallest bit of faith immediately brings your higher power close, and you'll be led wordlessly into a deep place of communion.